Welcome to the Dr. April Jasper Show, relevant conversations for business owners of today. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We appreciate being a part of your life and being invited into your day. It is such a joy to be able to help our colleagues to bring value to their patients and to help you strengthen and grow your business. Join us at optometricmanagementeducation.com where you can learn more about all of the other services we provide. We have a subscription service that you can be a part of where you can learn and teach your team from the courses that we've recorded on all of the topics that are relevant to your success. We also have consulting services. And right now, if you give us a call, schedule a call with me, I'll be happy to talk to you about what we can do to help you grow your business one-on-one. Welcome, everyone. It's great to have you back. And I am so excited to be here with Dr. Ron Gentili, a professor of ophthalmology and a retina surgeon. And I hear your practice is quite amazing. You want to tell us a little bit about that? I've heard it's one of the most successful boutique retina practices in Manhattan, which is very intriguing to me. First of all, thank you for being here. And tell us a little bit about you. Uh, Well, thanks, April. It's really a pleasure to be here. Uh, I do have a specialty practice uh, that specializes in retina and retina surgery in Manhattan. Um, I've been in in academics for about 20 years, went into private practice about three years ago, currently have two other associates. Uh, We take a lot of pride in our practice. We have uh, five core values. Uh, One of our values is, you know, excellence is our standard. So if you shoot for perfection, you'll get excellence. You definitely don't want to shoot for good because if you miss good, you end up with something that's not good and patients don't like that. Right. The other thing is we also, uh, one of our core values is to be compassionate uh, and to show caring and be kind to patients. The other one, love for humanity, integrity is the rule, and then sharing knowledge is power. So we've been really uh, uh, fortunate and blessed in our practice to have the practice flourishing, uh, especially now that COVID is over. And my associates and I really put a lot of emphasis on the patient experience. So this is exciting to be here and uh, go through some of the new technologies that we're using. Wow. I love that. I didn't know that about you, but I would have guessed. And I love the fact that uh, you have moved into private practice and you knew that right off the bat, you wanted to be different. So tell us what is the key to your success in staying competitive? I'm sure there's a lot of places people can go in Manhattan, right? So we put, I would say that we put a lot of emphasis on the patient experience. And, you know, it's a genuine caring for the patient that drives patients to us. Most of our referrals, actually, it's interesting, come from other patients. Oh, wow. Um, And, you know, we do get, I do get referrals from other specialists, uh, especially uh, they send their family members to me because they know that I'm going to spend the time and effort to give them the best possible care. So I don't look at it as sort of competition. My worst competitor is myself. So I just got to, you know, you know, that's, that's my, that's my biggest competitor. I think our listeners have heard me say that before. So they're going to really understand why you're on this show. So the other thing about you that I've heard is that you are an innovator and early adopter of technology. So it's, I think it's been a while since we've had some really amazing new ideas, innovations, technology. What is the most exciting game-changing technology that you are incorporating in your practice? Yeah. 
So one of the most recent uh, technologies we've incorporated in the practice is really remote patient monitoring and monitoring their vision uh, with a platform called Macustat that is by a company called Keep Your Sight. And we, you know, this is, I think, is going to sort of revol revolutionize how we care for patients. We know that COVID really put a lot of challenges and remote patient monitoring really took off during that time. And what I mean by remote patient monitoring, it's where we do testing on patients in the comfort of their home using devices that are connected to them that give the doctor data that the doctor can use to actually help the patient that doesn't have the patient come into the office. Wow, okay, so I, I guess this is something you've been doing for a little while. Tell us a little bit more about it and really why, what patients, which patients, and then why would they need remote monitoring? Yeah, it's well known uh, the two major diseases um, that we would like remote patient monitoring are diabetic retinopathy and age-related macular degeneration. And the reason for that is we know that between visits, patients may have worsening of their retinopathy or their macular degeneration, that, and we want them to get into the office as quick as possible. Now, we do use the AMSLA grid that we bring patients, you know, that patients bring home with them, but this new technology gives us even a little bit more in terms of accuracy in having patients more compliant because they get reminders and actually is able to pick up visual acuity changes and changes on the grid using uh, a more of a, of a platform that is more interactive. We are proud to be sponsored by MacuHealth, a triple carotenoid formula that is the only one with mesozeaxanthin, lutein, and zeaxanthin. David and I have been using MacuHealth in our practice for several years. We love it because it's patented with micro-micell technology. It's clinically proven to restore macular pigment and supported by level one scientific evidence. So we have confidence that it works. Wow, that's incredible. So clinical studies, any research that's been done on this and, and how did you get involved in it? Tell us a little bit more about it and what you love most about it. Well, you know, my introduction uh, to this started uh, with Sean Anchalov, um, who uh, I think people know has been uh, voted the, the Steve Jobs of ophthalmology. He has his hands in everything, and he's a, he's a real, I would say, innovator uh, and a visionary. So when he first uh, approached me about this, uh, I knew this sounded really, really good, and I wanted to sort of get involved and, you know, help them out uh, in terms of developing this technology. Yeah. So that was the first introduction to it. And of course, uh, Alina, who is even more special than Sean in terms of her ability to take a task and actually get it to completion. So that's sort of where it sort of started. In the office, we started using Macustat and we did publish a paper recently. And what we found is that visual acuity in the office correlates really well with visual acuity with remote patient monitoring using the Accustat, which is part of the Macustat. So that is a really comforting thing when it comes to me monitoring my patients and also to the patients themselves. And also getting the patient to do the AMSLA grid, we do it online, which is more interactive, and we get a little bit more data in terms of 
are they noticing any increasing distortion? Are they noticing any worsening in the vision that would get them into the office quicker? And has it done that? Have you seen that uh, there have been patients where they've noticed changes and uh, you've been able to find that out and bring them in sooner or any, any stories like that that you have yet to tell? Oh, yes. I mean, what happens is when dry mac degeneration turns wet, you know, that may not be, you know, a couple of days before their visit, their scheduled visit. So yeah. a patient with dry mac degeneration may be seeing us maybe once a year or twice a year, depending on how high risk the drusen may be. In between those visits, you can develop or the patient can convert from dry macula to wet macula. When that occurs, we want to see that patient as quick as possible. So this technology has enabled the patient to get into our hands as early as possible when they detect it. And uh, let me just show you an example. I'm going to pull yes. up my screen, uh, and I and I think you would uh, I think you would like this because this is showing you here to the left hand side is showing you the the what we call the paper based Amsler grid. Uh, which is a static exam that's done at home. And all ophthalmologists or optometrists that are managing patients with dry MAC degeneration give this to the patient. Yeah. But this is a little bit different. With, with this digital remote monitoring, uh, what we're doing is we're opening up a new frontier and we're making it more interactive. So if you look to the, the, to the square on the right, you can see there's some numbers here, one, nine, and four. And based on the size of these numbers, we're actually able to measure what their visual acuity at near is, which correlates with their visual acuity actually in the office. And they go through an interactive um, exam where they have to actually press the button of the number they see, and we slowly make the number smaller to get their visual acuity. Once we have their visual acuity, then we go to this more interactive AMSLA grid. And what we're using here is hyperacuity because our ability to detect the distance between two lines is greater than our ability to see small letters or numbers. And with this dynamic AMSLA grid, we're able to figure out where the patient is noticing distortion. And we can hold on to that information and then compare it to the next exam. So a patient may have dry MAC degeneration. They notice distortion in one quadrant. We can measure that, we can follow it. If it changes for the worse or spreads to a different area, that's our key to get that patient back into the office. Wow, so do they have a device that you send them? How do they actually do this test? Yeah. So this is the greatest thing uh, about this technology is that they can use their own, own computer, their own tablet, their own iPhone. Wow. Um, they can actually use the technology that they have, that they have at home, and and this is where the this is where the revolution is going to start because smartphones and tablets and our computers have built-in technology that we're not utilizing to its capacity. Yeah. So this is a way to take the technology and utilize it for the patient's benefit. Wow, this is incredible. Yeah. So when a patient has a problem or when, well, actually you'll, you'll see the changes on that grid, it'll save it and then they'll do it again. So how often do they, let's walk through the process. So um, 
how easy is it actually to incorporate it into your practice? And then I guess the next question is who pays for it? You told us already they can use their own devices at home. So that's awesome. So, so it's, it's the service is relatively easy to enroll a patient. Um, the technician, um, you know, can easily get the patient's email, have them sign a consent form, and then the patient's enrolled. And then Keep Your Sight does an initiation, an introduction, speaks to the patient, actually is available to help them through the beginning. And we usually perform the test on, usually on a monthly basis. And that data is stored. And when there's a change, what happens is the patient is contacted, the doctor is contacted, and that's where we bring the patient in to make sure that we treat the change to make sure that if it goes from dry to wet, or you go from macular edema that was not clinically significant to now clinically significant, we can get them in the office and actually treat them. And we know that the earlier you treat them, the greater the chance they're not going to lose any vision. So this is billable though as well? Can doctors bill for it? Yes. Yeah, so there's, there's a code for this. Um, and and the, the coding for, for remote patient monitoring uh, is not new because cardiology has this, pulmonology, endocrinology. So now it's just for ophthalmology with this platform, there is billing codes that we can use. So insurance is, yeah, insurance is pay, insurances pay for it. Um, and it, it does add some revenue to the practice. I think that the more important thing is actually the care that we're giving to the patients is one level higher. And that sort of goes back to my sort of my five core values when yeah. I started my practice. I love that. So Ron, tell me, do patients actually do the test? Are they pretty consistent with uh, going through the process, number one. Number two, what do they think of it? Do they like it? Do they think it's a hassle? What are their thoughts? Thank you to NeuroLens for being a sponsor of our podcast. We have really appreciated having the option of NeuroLens for our patients in our practice. At least two thirds of people experience the symptoms of eye misalignment. And that number grows as we continue to shift to remote work and learning. The symptoms of headaches, eye strain, dry eyes, and neck pain, eye fatigue, even motion sickness can be extreme. Even small misalignments can cause painful symptoms, and even small prism correction can provide dramatic relief. So what I'm going to say is, um, you know, there's different types of patients, right? So uh, you have patients that are extremely compliant and you have patients that may not be as compliant. But what I've noticed is that when patients are contacted and they feel you care about them, they're more compliant. So I think that you're not going to take a totally non-compliant patient and make them compliant here. But you may take a patient that has a propensity to be non-compliant and keep them compliant with this technology. So uh, I would say that that in terms of uh, compliance, yes, there's a, there's a dynamic there between the physician and the patient. And it's really based on how the physician communicates to the patient why this is important. Once the patient understands, and remember, it goes back to our you know, knowledge, right? Educating the patient to understand why this is important. Once they know and they understand, then they're going to be more compliant, as opposed to just 
hey, sign up for this and you know someone will contact you. Um, let me show you another slide because we did do, uh, um, this is right off the press in terms of a, a, a survey uh, that came out. Let me see if I can get this, uh, get this slide up. And, and this was uh, how patients uh, perceive the value of remote monitoring. Um, and you could see here, um, let's look at the ease, okay? And this is the third column right here, okay? Uh, is it easy to do? And you can see that over 90% of the patients agree that this is easy to do. Now, if you go to the other spectrum here, is it as important as your office exam? And you can see here that about 50% of the patients feel that it is as important. So I wanna just tell the doctors out there that this is not gonna replace the office visit, okay? But I'm, but I'm not gonna tell you that it may not in the future, because if you look at the 50%, obviously a small percentage of patients strongly agree with this, um, which I think is uh, interesting. But right now I don't see it uh, actually you know, eliminating the office visit. But if you look at some of the other things here, provides better care than visits alone, that's a pretty high number. So you, you can see the additive value that this gives. And then the great one is, you know, I always want my patient to be, you know, confident in me, right? So this increases the confidence that the patient has in my skill. So this is a, this is a, a potential practice builder. I love it. So the other question I have for you, Dr. Gentile, is it sounds like it's easy for patients to do. And I'm actually very impressed because I would assume that these patients are not many of them under, you know, 30 years old. So easy for patients to do. How about the practice? Is it relatively easy for you to implement in your practice? Yeah, like like I said before, it's it's very easy because the Keep Your Sight has an infrastructure that keeps the patient in, in contact with the patient. So it, it takes some of, the, some of the barriers that we have in terms of our time. Doctors have time limitations. We wanna build the patient's confidence in the technology. And we know because when the patients are sort of, you know, spoken to by Keep Your Sight, we know they're happy with the technology uh, and we know they're getting the care that we really want them to have. I love it. All right. So last question to you, where do you see the future of remote patient monitoring? I know that you're using yeah. it right now for visual acuity and you're using it for uh, checking the macula to see when we move from dry to wet yeah. AMD. What, do you, what else do you see happening? Yeah, April, this is, this is you know, we're, we're just at the beginning of this remote patient monitoring. Um, I mean, you could imagine where we're going with this. Yeah. Uh, right now, we're testing central visit, visual acuity. We're testing your central visual field. But you can imagine that you could go beyond this. Check peripheral vision for patients with glaucoma. We could be looking at eye movements, looking at uh, the way the eye moves, the location of the eye, looking for people that may have Graves' disease with this. I mean, you could just imagine how much data that we can get with this remote patient monitoring as the technology improves. So good. Well, you know what I think one of the key messages is to me from you today is that in a practice like yours, 
that is a very unique and beautiful boutique retina practice. This is something that's helping to build your practice. It's helping to make your patients happier. Yes, listen, what makes doctors happy and keeps actually your staff happy is the patients happy. If your patients aren't happy, you're not gonna be happy. And guess what? Your staff is gonna leave. So it's sort of the trifecta. The trifecta is having the patient happy is the total is where it starts. Yeah. And then it goes down from there. So yeah, I agree. I agree with you. April, this was fantastic. You, you know, you asked some really insightful questions and uh, I was, I'm really happy that uh, we got to spend this time together. <laughs>